If talking about new travel destinations or discovering the latest travel gadgets gets your heart racing just like mine, well then, you are in the right place. Hello there, I'm Katrina Rountree and welcome to another episode of Journeys to Come, our podcast about the wonders of travel, a place where we share memories from recent trips and we dream about upcoming adventures. So get your passports ready and join me for Journeys to Come. What is it like to light up one of the world's most beautiful cities? Well, we'll find out in today's episode as we talk with Lucy Keeler, the light curator for Vivid Sydney. Don't you love that title, the light curator? Now, Vivid Sydney has become the largest festival of light, music and ideas in the Southern Hemisphere, and it's igniting my hometown, the Harbour City of Sydney, this winter until Saturday the 15th of June, as it enters a whole new decade of innovation and creativity with an absolutely inspiring and star-studded program of events. So Lucy Keeler brings a wealth of knowledge specialising in curation and artistic direction with over 18 years rigorous hands-on experience as an artist. In 2013, Lucy co-developed a collaborative art practice called Ample Projects to create large-scale public art projects including video and installation art, sculptural works, projection mapping and animatronic sculpture within Australia and overseas. What a superstar. But most recently, Lucy has delivered curatorial and design consultancy for art festival events in France, in Belgium, China and the US, including a Specie en Voix de Illumination Festival en Paris and Huan Lantern Festival in Shanghai. My fingers and toes are crossed that I pronounced that correctly. The 2019 Vivid Sydney Festival marks Lucy's very first curating of Vivid Light after previously creating the inaugural precincts of Vivid Sydney at Taronga Zoo, Vivid Sydney at Chatswood and Vivid Sydney at Central Park. Pretty exciting to chat to her. Well, we are delighted to have Lucy Keeler, the light curator for Vivid Sydney, with us on the phone right now. Lucy, may I just ask, what's the background to Vivid? Where did this all come from? Vivid was born of uh, um, an initiative, a very smart initiative, to, um, to, to ignite Sydney in the cold and the dark in the middle of winter, um, and primarily to... Um, entice visitors to come to Sydney even when we're not, you know, in glorious beach weather. Long time. Oh, I love this time in Sydney, though, I have to say. It's yeah, it's quite beautiful. Yeah. So, what is it like to actually shine a light on one of the world's most beautiful cities? Uh, it's, it's a big responsibility, um, I must say. Uh, it, you know, mm. it's, it, Sydney is... It belongs to its people and the Opera House in particular, you know, it's an icon that you, you can't take it lightly, um, you know, presenting the city or that building in a, in a new way to the residents of Sydney and its visitors. Um, it's, it, it, it's a big job, a complex job, but it's the best job in the whole world. I really love your title, Light Curator. What does that mean to be a light curator and how do you get to be one? 
Sounds cool. I wonder every day what that really means. Um, <laughs> uh, so, look, it, this is this, I, I, I'm still shaping it myself a little. So mm. I spent the last ten years working on the other side, um, making art for the festival, and now mm. uh, it's an opportunity now for me to, you know, send the lift down and bring up some of the emerging talent that is prolific in this city now. I mean, we've created this incredible ecosystem of um, light art professionals. So it's for me about starting to create opportunities for artists and to combine them with really interesting international artists, big name artists, and bring it all together as an experience for people to see Sydney in a new way. I suppose I should ask the general question. For those who've, who've never experienced Vivid, who are new to the term, how do you explain it? How do you explain Vivid? All right, it's a behemoth for start. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a light festival which takes over the entire city. It's kilometres and kilometres of light walk. There's hundreds of installations by many different artists exploring new technologies through a creative lens. For those who are thinking about going, you said the term behemoth. <laughs> Let's fine tune it. What is the best way to experience it so you don't get overwhelmed? I would personally recommend to take a piece out at a time. There's no, uh, it, it's a big job trying to do Vivid in a night. Yeah, uh, oh, okay. We have separated the festival into different precinct zones and some of those have been designed specifically for families. Some of them are your beautiful, sophisticated Tinder date environment. Oh. Uh, there, there is some something for everybody. You just need to choose where you're going to go and go and enjoy that thing in a quality kind of a way. Is it safe to take children? Absolutely. It really is. And I think um, the kids this year, there's three particular zones where it's safe to take your family. I've mm -hmm. been one of those mums trying to push the stroller yeah. around Circular Key and it is an absolute nightmare. And it was it was that problem that Taronga was born of and that was specifically designed for young kids. But now that all my kids are older, I'm kind of looking for new experiences for them. And we've got Darling Harbour this year, which right. is a giant okay. five-story robot. Wow. So that's nuts for slightly older kids. And yep. then Pixar is on the Argyle Cut. And, you know, that is just such a special thing to have in our festival. What about for you, Lucy? What is the place that that's your favourite? Oh, that's really hard. That's um, <laughs> really, really hard. Uh, look, the Royal Botanic Gardens, I think, professionally oh, yeah, for me, is just the most beautiful canvas. It's mm. dark, it's beautiful, and no matter what you put in there, it's it's a gentle environment in which to give people a transporting experience. Love mm. the Royal Botanic Gardens. There's always going to be a special place in my heart for Taronga because mm. it was four years of my life. And, oh, look, who can go past the big buildings? I mean, Customs House yeah, has got to be yeah. my favourite building and I think you'll find most of the architectural 3D mapping animators love Customs House the best because it's the hardest building in Circular Quay from a technical perspective for animation. Yeah. But then, of course, you know, the Opera House is just the jewel in the crown, you know. So it's hard, hard question. Lucy, what is it like behind the scenes? It's one thing for for us to to go and experience this, but it's pretty darn amazing that you ne you mention all of those locations that from Darling Harbour to the Opera House to Taronga. How agreeable is is the city itself? The people that 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 work 
there that, that live there, how agreeable are they to handing uh, their, their buildings over? All in all, I think the, the, the people of Sydney in general are very supportive of Vivid. Mm. It does bring a lot of joy, right? It's a, it, it's a beautiful escapism opportunity. And you're, you're always going to have a bit of a challenge when we close a road or a, yeah. you know, or a pathway between your office and the station is blocked off. Um, but we're, we're trying this year because we've had a lot of challenges in the past. I mean, the light rail's been a challenge. There's been all mm, kinds of, of logistical course. bits and pieces. But this year in particular, we've really done a bit of a reclaim the streets moment. We're trying not to have any one-way flows. We've got one or two, but not through any of those open zones in Circular Quay. And it's, it's going to work, you know, and the weather's going to be perfect. It is, it is, absolutely, as I was saying. <laughs> I think it is such a beautiful time of year to be in Sydney. Want more travel in your day? Well then, join us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Just search for Journeys to Come and follow us. And while you're there, hey, how about you share your own travel pics and stories with the hashtag Journeys to Come. I remember um, many years ago going to Rouen in France, um, in the Normandy region, and I went to this beautiful cathedral and they had this light show up against this cathedral and it was one of the most amazing experiences of my life and that's why I, I sort of asked you what's the background to Vivid what what's inspired it and I'm just curious how have the international light shows informed Vivid in Sydney mm. do you take a, a leaf out of out of um, successful light shows around the world it's a really interesting question and I think it's been uh, this this form of new hybrid art making for outdoor spaces is is still in a growth mode and i think we we can probably track yeah original yeah. um 3d mapping for architectural projection um to a to a little festival in lyon um oh, that, really? Okay, that really yeah. was um a testing ground for the technology of the time um but projection really started kind of getting off the ground in the 90s in australia and the the technology has changed so fast, even in the last eight years, um, that you can do things that you couldn't do before. But what has actually happened, which is interesting, is that this, this product, which is Vivid Sydney, has grown here, but now it's informing other light festivals. Really? What a compliment. So what you'll find is that it's not so much what's coming in here now as inspiration, but there are so many artists who have done the last 10 years of Vivid Sydney here, and they are now touring the world as prolific wow. Australian artists. How amazing. As an artist your, yourself or certainly someone that, that, that appreciates the creative side, is it just, or almost pardon the pun, is it just electrifying to, to be working in this medium that, that, God, we're exploring, we're creating, there's so much new stuff evolving each and every year. Is that exciting? No, it, what, what's fascinating is that if you look back at the complete history of art through the ages, um, there's one thing that artists have always done right the way back um, is, is explore new things, try mm. new tools, test new stuff, um, push into zones that you know combine the sciences and all all kinds of different things. Um, as it happens, I actually graduate from a Master of Fine Art in Painting today. So um, this Today. afternoon, yes. Oh, what are you going to do? Leaving celebrate? the office and going to put on the little hat thing. Um, are so you have a bucket load of champagne at the end of the day? <laughs> Absolutely not. I have to come back to site. We've got 
so much more work still to do. <laughs> but it has been interesting from my end because it's uh, uh, painting and the traditional art forms are still very intrinsic even in what we do in Vivid today mm. because it does inform everything starts with an idea and a piece of paper and a pen. And mm. then you develop whatever it is and it either becomes a painting or it becomes a light sculpture. It's all, it's all still linked in a very, very symbiotic kind of a way. Lucy, I selfishly um, have to ask you where your love of art has taken you around the world as well. Because I, I know that you, you've been at all sorts of adventures and I know that you love travel in general. So, so share with us a little bit about that side. Uh, look, aeroplanes and travelling are very much um, a part of being committed in this kind of a career path. Uh, I personally have a project that I'm developing and designing in um, Paris, which starts after Vivid Sydney. So I'm going to be spending a lot of time over there. I think travel is really important. And certainly to to get a brain that is open and a mind that is wide, you need to get out there and just see the other things. You know, they say interesting people are the interested people. And I think Nothing that is this. I'm putting this on a chair now. <laughs> Oh, it's underpinned by travel all the way, you know, have a wide mind. You also love Shanghai? I love Shanghai. Shanghai is one of my favourite cities. How come? Shanghai and um, oh, Shanghai is a really interesting combo. It's kind of like New York and Sydney and Beijing, if you were to combine those mm. three three things, little little trifecta. It's such an interesting city and it, and it's kind of in such separate zones that you can feel like you're in France one minute, you can mm. step out and you're in the, you know, the front row of brand new forward-facing China in another section. It's such an interesting little city. Have you got a favourite place that, that you love to go to whenever you're there? I like the French concessions. Oh, okay. I love hanging out there. Um, but just the, that whole zone and it's all walking distance to everything and the little markets and the back streets. Uh, um, have, I, I love that. And... um. There's another project coming up, so I'm going to be spending lots and lots of time over there, I think, in the next 12 months. So, And another oh, place that I wanted to ask you about is, is the States, that, that um, uh, you've got a connection with, uh, with the US as well. Mm. I've spent a bit of time over there. They're, they're, the US is in a different stage of development with um, light-based art. Um, mm -hmm. They've not charged into it as, as quickly as others have. Why do you so, think that is? It's so interesting oh, that you say that because um, in, a, in a sense it's the centre of technology and mm. yet you say it's a tiny town in Lyon that's been a great, the, the great inspiration. So, so mm. why are they a little bit slow to follow? They're leading the way in the, um, the development of animation software. That's 100% mm -hmm. being led in the US. But then the application of that onto buildings in a 3D mapping way, is really being led in the European direction. Mm. I think I think America is very screen-based, um, which is great, and it's certainly got all of its own benefits. And it translates beautifully onto the Argyle Cut, which you'll see from Pixar. That's that's been a very natural fit for that particular style of art making. Okay, um, it's different. Look, and it's all evolving so fast. It'll be different again in 18 months. What are some of your travel tips? What do you always pack? I, yeah. I've got to always have my pillow thing. A hundred percent. I have. What, what I, mean, I, oh, do you mean like one of the neck pillow things? Yeah, one of those neck pillow things. I yeah, went and I bought the, the most expensive stag. one I could find. What is it? What is it? I'm, gonna I'm go a get total it. loser. 
I can't even remember which one it is. It's black and it's like velvet. It's ridiculous. I'm a black, total loser. Black velvet. Got it. I'm, I'm writing all this down. Yeah, yeah. I'll go get it. Yeah. I'm a dag and a half, right? I'm. I'm. I, I will never in my life pretend to be cool. Hey, um, welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. No judgment here. No judgment. <laughs> um, always travel with my laptop. Yeah. Even if it's a holiday, I'm afraid. I never wear underwear on an airplane. That's slightly weird, and I can't believe you just admitted that. Mm. <laughs> That's a thing. Why? 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 Because basically, I get I go in planes in like as close to pajamas as possible. Got it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So what? What's like your dream uh, uh, flight outfit? I've got a really beautiful outfit. pair of like navy pants and a really nice sort of wool silk top. I, I wear it each and every time, and it's breathable. If I spill something down the front, it's fine. No need for a belt. It's really loose. But I do wear undies, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> what do you wear? What do you wear? I, I wear like, I, I, I can't handle tracksuit pants, right? I don't own any. Um, I hate them. But I have the closest thing you can get, which is like these beautiful tailored wool pants that mm-hmm. are really loose. Yeah. And then I have the one grey cotton top, which is really loose and really kind of like a tent. Mm-hmm. I always I wear those, that combination of things on every single flight. Okay, style queen, here we go. But you know All what, right. I will wear heels. What, to the airport? I'll wear, I'll wear like boots with heels so that I don't feel like I'm going to bed, but then you kick them off as soon as you get on the plane. Got it, right. <laughs> okay then. Okay, I look forward to seeing you in the airport, Lucy. But I also need to know, as someone that's a, a passionate traveller, what's on your bucket list? Where do you want to go to? Uh, do you know what? I, went, I called into Amsterdam for a weekend. Oh, uh, for the very first time, I'd never been before, and it was in December. And now I have to go back. No. And now I honestly think if there was anywhere that in the world that I could just live, it'd be yeah. in you know a slightly slanty sideways house in Amsterdam on a canal. Oh, I love it, and it's such a creative place too, isn't it? It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Lucy, I'm completely picking up on on your passion here. I am so proud of you. You obviously have a mammoth task in front of you and 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 I mean you mentioned that you're a mum I don't know how you fit it all in I'm sure you probably don't know how either right oh no one works alone you know we have a really um we have a small but very passionate team of people that put Vivid together every year and at home I you know I have a partner who's got my back so I'm a really lucky lucky girl well, you, you clearly have good karma on your side, Lucy. We wish you all the best. Uh, don't forget, everybody listening, that if you're in Sydney or you're planning a visit, you must go and check out Vivid, the largest festival of lights, music and ideas in the Southern Hemisphere, igniting Sydney right through until mid-June. Lucy Keeler, it has been a joy. We wish you the best. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yay. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Journeys to Come. If you want any more information on the places that we visited or the people we spoke to, then visit our website, journeystocome.com, for full details.